by Crest, the toothpaste proved effective against cavities in year after year of clinical tests. Tests among thousands of families and homes like yours. Twilight Zone has been brought to you by Milk Wave Lilt, the new home permanent you mix with milk. For girls that start soft and stay lively. Squad, the internet's freshest Twilight Zone podcast, where five college students take you through the Twilight Zone with a new perspective. As always, I'm still Ben, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts. I'm Tabitha. I'm Ashley. Corey. I'm Connor, and I'm last. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm making you do the job for tonight. <laughs> You're your you're a jobber on our podcast. Oh, <laughs> you're doing the job. Well, I mean, I'm usually a jobber anyway, so yeah. Jobber through life. Jobber through life. Ben, that's what? so sad. <laughs> it's also true. <laughs> you don't know, remember him talking about jumping off the V pack in the last episode? <laughs> that was a focal point of the oh, narrative. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Aww. We were talking about how he would do his jet on the V pack, and he went, and then I'll drop off, jump off. <laughs> Scream, I'm dropping out of school as we jump off the feedback. So it's been about a week since we last recorded longer for Tabitha. But how how were your weeks? Uh, finals week is just around the river bend, as Pocahontas would put it if she actually survived. And uh, oh yeah, how, how are your weeks? Uh, so I realize it's Thursday. It only feels like it's Tuesday. That's true. Feel that? Is that a bad thing, though? No. no. Kind of? If you have an exam tomorrow, pre-apps. Well, because oh. I have a paper due on Monday, Monday, but, like, <laughs> I have nothing on it because my professor was just like, all right, you guys are going to write a paper. That's it. That's all he told us. I have no idea how long it's supposed to be or anything, so I feel like I'm in the twilight zone because I'm writing a paper oh. on who knows what. It's going to be exciting. I have a book report on a book you never read. Like, hey. I did that already this semester. Write a book report on a book report. <laughs> <laughs> on a book report. <laughs> on a bu- oh my god. It's oh the Don god, Papino effect, but with book <laughs> The Don Papino. God, I love Don Papino. Uh, Don Papino is a magic man who, on his own spaghetti sauce can, had him holding his own spaghetti sauce. And on that can... Was him holding his spaghetti sauce again. Our friend made a religion based on uh, Don Papino. Which I am now a member of. Yeah, he's got a... He has like 40-something. Yeah, we... we, The cult of Don Papino... Like, he can actually like, like become a real cult leader, and I think yeah, that's no. uh, kind of scary because I don't want him to be a leader of anything. <laughs> 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 I'm joking, I love you! <laughs> Alright, uh, Corey? What's up? How... How's your week been? Oh, uh, great. <laughs> you sound like Tony the Tiger. Great. Tony the Tiger. They're great. Frosted Flakes. They're more than good. They'll hopefully get stuck in my throat. Oh. <laughs> Connor? It was a week. Fact. 
It was. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. This week is classified as a week. Yes, it is. I'm out of the Twilight Zone. I just got finished with uh, my week from hell, featuring a project I stayed up till 5.30 a.m. doing, and a few exams here and there. Oh, well, I guess it's my turn. Um, so since this is kind of our Twilight Zone air, uh, point, uh, Ben and I went to Washington this weekend, mm. where Ben was literally, I have the picture, in the Twilight Zone, as we went and learned about um, the ocean in the Nat- oh, Natural so cool. History Museum, and there's a part where they talk about like the different sea creatures, and one area that the they live in is the Twilight Zone. Heck yeah. We have a Twitter. We should put it on Twitter. Yeah. I don't, like, we do, we have a registered Tumblr. I just not, I never get on. If you guys want full Ranzel. Give us the passwords. Yeah. We'll we'll run the social media accounts, except for the Facebook. That's all you. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I just get on and apologize for my fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) just like your regular Facebook. (laughs) That's more memes. (laughs) But yeah. I'm glad you see through the lines. Uh, In Twilight Zone news, it was announced today that CBS just renewed the Twilight Zone for a new reboot with Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame. Uh, And the director of Get Out. And the director of Get Out heading the uh, project. I never watched Key and Peele, so I didn't I I just know know he's the one that was in Parks and Rec. Oh! Oh, Okay, so it is Jordan Peele. He was in Parks and Rec. I just, I've never... Don's husband. Yeah, I just didn't ever watch that show, so I... I never uh, put words with faces. Shameless plug. Uh, Parks and Rec is really good and everybody should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) CBS announced today they're renewing a new season of The Twilight Zone. Personally, I don't think it's going to do very well just with today's television standards. But I'm hopeful. I thought Get Out was an adequate film. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Since we're talking about spookies, I gave Corey some flashbacks today. Ooh. <laughs> we, our room has a lot of lore. We've we've made a lot of moments in here. Steve, some dude. some special, some not special. <laughs> lore. This is lore. so scary. One of which was a ringtone. <laughs> Should we all do a quiz? No 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 no. Do not forget the beginning. Wait, do I need to splice it in? Yes, you do. I can splice it in right now. So imagine seven a.m. I get woken oh, up. Oh, that's the wrong thing. Not this. Oof. Not that. I get woken up to this horrifying alarm. Every morning. <laughs> Every morning for so, an entire semester. So Oof. You can just play it from out here. So loud that it, I heard it. And this and is what Connor it sounds like. Connor would never wake up. Yeah, no. <laughs> it never woke him up. <laughs> I had so, five alarms. Yeah, let, let's just let it play a bit. How would this not wake you up? <laughs> it woke me up. Oh, Taves. It woke me up. <laughs> it woke you up. It woke me up. <laughs> over and over, <laughs> over for like yeah, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they, made, they made me change it in like December. Yeah, because it was annoying. <laughs> so that was my Twilight Zone moment. Connor brought that up and I had PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fall last year. Well, speaking of PTSD, I don't have... Transitions are hard. Uh, <laughs> You're so, having PTSD trying to figure out how to do a transition? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having post-traumatic stress disorder about something that's happening now. <laughs> speaking of PTSD, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, my joke. If we were a color, we would be blue. 
Because <laughs> I like the color blue. Oh, so <laughs> there wasn't really a joke there. I was just trying to be kind of wholesome. I like about the it. color blue too. Blue it's a nice calming color. Yeah. I like the color purple. Me too. Like purple. Yeah. Oh. oh. What if it was purple? What if it was purple? What? <laughs> That's purple <laughs> right there. I, I, I love that meme. Eric Andre, shameless plug too. Okay, it's time for one of our favorite games on the show called What If It Was Purple? Tonight we are covering a fifth season episode of The Twilight Zone. This is I Am the Night, Color Me Black. As I stated before, it's season five. Uh, I'm always too lazy to see what, what episode in the season, but... She's uh, episode 26. That's exactly oh, what I was going to say. I don't know what episode in the production Woo! run it was, because... No, no idea. Why do we care? Yeah, but this is episode 26 of season 5. If you want to watch it, Netflix, Hulu... <laughs> sources that we do not agree with, or you can be like me and buy the box set and get those special <clears throat> goodies. That's too much money. Hey, I went during during the Black Friday sale on Prime. It was only thirty dollars. I bought it for one hundred and twenty. You bought it for one hundred and twenty. And it's worth every damn cent. Ah, uh, I mean, I agree, but that's too much money. Any, yeah. Anyway, uh, beyond my economic reasoning, let's let Rod <laughs> take us in. Sheriff Charlie Kutch on the morning of an execution. As a matter of fact, it's seven thirty in the morning. Logic and natural laws dictate that at this hour there should be daylight. It is a simple rule of physical science that the sun should rise at a certain moment and supersede the darkness. But at this given moment, Sheriff Charlie Koch, a deputy named Pierce, a condemned man named Jagger, and a small inconsequential village will shortly find out that there are causes and effects that have no precedent, such is usually the case in the Twilight Zone. We open up in a delightful little room, and by delightful I mean really terrible. <laughs> that opening scene, I just yeah. I can't get over so, it. Why are already, you awake? Already a sign of a terrible relationship is they have two beds with a nightstand. That in was the pretty. That was really question. common back then. Though. No, no. Yeah. Here's the question though: weren't they? I I remember reading a thing that I might be wrong that into television they didn't have a couple sleeping in beds together until the eighties. Ashley's actually wrong about that, so take that. The first technical couple was on the Monsters in the 60s, so ha ha ha. You're sort of wrong, but you're also sort of right, Ashley. Anyway, back to the show. I don't yeah, think so. So that's that. why it had separate But yeah, they also were stuff. fighting, so I don't know if that was more of like a to show that they weren't really together. Or both. Maybe, maybe they were just fighting because it was 7.30 in the morning. And the, and I don't like, fight with... Ashley at 7.30. Yeah, but, but like, do you wake her up? <laughs> no, you don't. And do you wake me up? <laughs> like, you, no, like, so right. like, you, like, wake me up and I, like, fight you. That's how I'm going to wake you up tomorrow morning. Oh, God. I'm going to kick you and be like, you ready to fight? <laughs> I'll just cry. <laughs> You're ready to tussle. Please, please never do that. Put them up, Dukes. Put them up, Dukes. So there, oh, they immediately start bickering at each other. Um, she's like, when is he gonna get lynched or whatever? Hung. When is he gonna get strung up? Yeah, strung yeah. up. 
And then he's like, Meredith, don't you say it like that. He was like, you know what I mean? I meant hanged. And he goes, actually, you meant executed. <laughs> she was just particular. like, whatever. <laughs> very particular. And then uh, they start talking about eggs. Because yeah. she's making the breakfast. Yeah, he's make, she's making his last meal. Yeah, I want to let this scene play out because we can't, we can't give it we, the we can't give it genius. justice. No. <laughs> Oh, an excitement today. You're the other one that needs to sleep. When is breakfast over about 8.30? What time they stay them up? You know what I mean. What time did he get hung? He gets executed at 9.30. And I hope the whole town doesn't turn out. When I see a bunch of cold-blooded gawkers getting their jollies from seeing a man die, I just... Let's bring his breakfast over at 8.30. Oh, Charlie. How does he like his eggs? Edible. And the last ones he's going to eat, so make them edible. What an excellent scene. <laughs> Moving from that. Oof. Egg. <laughs> Egg. Okay. Egg. Oh, I didn't know you were going to actually... <laughs> I think I could poison my constituents! Oh, my God! Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? Yeah, he's got an egg, you might oh, <laughs> After that terrible pun, and more importantly, that it's always, it's always sunny scene. Um, yeah, he kind of, his wife just turns over <laughs> and he leaves. She goes back to, I don't think we see her again. No, that's right. No, no, she's, she's, in she, the, she's, she's in the, the crowd, she's, she's celebrating. Okay. She's like the woman that yells the whole time. She's oh, like, that's her? Yeah, I thought her. that was somebody else. Yeah, I thought true. it was a random, honestly. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Doing that's, little that's little. how good this episode does, the character development. <laughs> so he leaves. And it does still work. We go to the second scene of a four-scene episode, which is the mark of any good Twilight Zone. <laughs> so they go Literally, to. Literally, they're in the same yeah. spot for most of the episode. <laughs> As the serving deputy, not unlike the deputy in Mute, he uh, goes to work and is an absolute oh. useless tool. No, he's a sheriff. Oh, he's a sheriff. Yeah, he's, he's a the sheriff. Yeah, right. The, the second. The other useless tool. The deputy is the, the racist. The actual tool. tool. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, he goes to work and. Uh, Basically, a whole lot of nothing happens. He's like, it's like a news reporter there. Yeah, or hey, Bill, like a journalist. A journalist. Hey, Bill, did you see the sun isn't out yet today? Yeah, no yeah, one. It's, it's hey, not. that seems like a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that was essentially. That's just a, a, and then the journalist is like, "So, you guys feel good about killing an innocent man?" And they're hinting at what the man could have possibly done, although uh, it's 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 not really revealed yet. But it seems like he murdered another man who was attacking him, although the town makes it seem like he wasn't attacking him at all. The, the journalist no goes into to talk to the inmate whose name is again... Jagger. Jagger. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. He's got moves like Jagger. He does. It's a <laughs> really... Because he's Jagger. Yeah. If, <laughs> if the moves mean really shooting horrible. a man, then he, <laughs> he does the moves like Jagger. He got the moves like Jagger. Oh, oh. no. I don't know you're whispering. That's staying in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you So Jagger, he starts talking to Jagger and he's like, Alright, do you have any religious affiliations? And Jagger's like, Nope. Cool. And he's like, Do you why'd you do it? And Jagger's like, Duh. He's like, Cause I did. <laughs> like essentially everything the editor asks him, he like contradicts or he's just kinda like, Leave me alone. Like yeah. and he's like he said he either 
wants to break out. Wishes he could either break out of the bars or just end it now uh, to save the the town some misery or something like that. Yeah, so let's listen to a bit of this conversation. Essentially, he admits that he killed a man who he refers to as a Klansman, um, which, once he explains more, you figure out is a Ku Klux Klan Klansman. Yeah. yeah. Recently, uh, the individual he murdered had, uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of lit the across South. Lit across and beat up an African-American he guy. He whipped him. He whipped him. He was being a butthead. So he murdered him. I would, too. <laughs> yeah, no. And by butthead, you mean probably a member of the KKK. Yes. Definitely a member of the KKK. However, I think there's, like, a question of his actual innocence because the... I don't think there was any, like, proof behind it or anything. Well, they, no, they found him dead. It's just that they found... They mentioned either later on or here that they found powder markings, powder burns on the oh, guy's hands. Oh, he could have killed himself. No, or I shot think, back or fight. I th- yeah, I think what they're trying to... What they're trying to say is, like, he was really close when he got shot, so it was like he was coming at him instead of running away. Yeah, the whole thing was oh, debating if he was attacked or not. Yeah, but but the, nobody in the town cares. The town doesn't care. I no, think, he killed a man. I think this episode would have been a little more, like, stimulating if Jagger was played by a black actor. I thought, I originally... It seemed weird that he was white. Well, I originally thought he was going to be African-American. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's going to provide such an intriguing, like, point to it and mm-hmm. make it more... Instead of just being about hate, but well, I'm gonna talk about this later. When I first heard when I when we did the preview, kind of what came to my mind last week was Green Mile. Yeah, something like where uh, it's just the judicial system versus institutionalized racism. But instead, we got like the white guy versus institutionalized racism. And if we learned anything from Brock Turner, that doesn't exist. Okay, um, I think that <laughs> before the scene moves on. Um, he makes a very valid point to the writer where he's like, 
he's he's telling him this whole thing because he wants him to agree with the majority. He's like, you want to be with the majority, which is important for later on in the story. But um, after that, uh, the two sheriffs, which I think is stupid, they go to where the noose is being set up and stuff without the prisoner. Yeah, no, it's that's five, the word I was. They're making sure it's ready. But it's five minutes for his execution. He's eating his breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I might have to splice that in. Breakfast! <laughs> what is going on here? Breakfast! After that, they ended up talking uh, to the pastor as well as the news guy again, the news editor, and they're just, he's just kind of like, they're both like, this is wrong, like, and this is where they, pro- I think this is where they provide the evidence where they're like, hey, Oh, this is where they mentioned why, why and they asked the sheriff why he didn't do the autopsy of the man that was killed, mm-hmm. and this is when he's like, well, he admits to not doing it because he just wanted to be reelected as sheriff when he knew that it had, like, huge proof that the man had been fighting back because he had the gunpowder on his hands. Mr. Government Major, moral or not, is it the right thing to do to do anything to get reelected? To do anything? No, obviously Okay, that's not. the right answer. I just yeah. wanted to... I was like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, you no. paused. answer. <laughs> well, congratulations for your degree. Get out of here. <laughs> you passed the final test. <laughs> Mind you, this whole time they were like, oh, man, it's... Because when's he supposed to be executed? 745? 8.30. 9.30. 9.30. So they're like, oh, man, it's 9.25 and still dark outside, which they do the entire oh, film. Can I say something yeah, about that? it. <laughs> Every new character that we see says... It's blank o'clock and dark outside. Wow. <laughs> you talk about how, like, how sweaty everyone was. Yes, yes. I everyone saw that. Was so oily, it was disgusting. Yeah, yes. Really, every every single character who had like more than one line was drenched in. Yeah, oil. I mean, you know, it was, it was, like, it was 105 degrees in the middle of the morning, pitch black with no sun. It was disgusting. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, anyway. I just had to get that no, off. No, two no, things I wrote down for this episode. Everybody's sweaty. Yes. <laughs> two more than me. <laughs> I think it's also important to note that the Reverend is played by a black actor, mm-hmm. which is something that was pretty unheard of at the time to even have. I feel like it's kind of significant cool. to the episode. Yeah, because well. cool. he, he mentions why he, yeah. he is African-American as well. Yeah, Rod won a uh, NC... It wouldn't be NAACP award yeah. for uh, being kind of like an ally. They had him a, a category for allies, and Rod won because he included black actors in a few episodes, which, you know, is better than not at all, which was what the television business was doing at the time. Yeah. It was either roles that had to be played by a black actor or a really insignificant part, but Rod gave. Uh, I think there's three or four episodes that have a black lead. Yeah, I, I saw in a thing, kind of shooting off of that really quick before getting back into the plot. Um, a lot of actors and actresses that were um, of African American descent, they would often play maids or any kind of servitude role. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool that Rod Sterling, a lot of his uh, episodes, Sir. especially. He said Sterling. It's kind of interesting to see him have them play uh, roles other than roles of servitude. I mean, yes, he's a pastor, but like it's different than a maid servitude. It's a yeah, servitude like to the God. Of a community. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he plays a, a, an important role in this uh, this film. He, he doesn't even he doesn't speak. Either. He's kind of he's the voice of reason. It's really preachy. We're gonna get into that it's later. Reeling it back in. We were at. We were at the part where he they kind of 
it's like five minutes before the execution. Yada yada. The everybody talks. Pastor and the right. journalist are talking and questioning yeah. the the uh, legitimacy of the sheriff and uh, also the deputy. I think. Yeah, they weren't they weren't really trash talking the sheriff. No. It, was, it was it was more than one deputy. The hunk. Yeah, yeah. The hunk of a man. Oh. Ugh, he was oof. He's so ugly. <laughs> That's the oof moment of, he has of the no week. Neck. <laughs> yeah. He was oof. kind of a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah he was, no, he was a racist for sure. And so they move on from that where they, they're they like, oh, we're going to go pick up our prisoner now. So then they go, which it kind of makes it seem like an hour episode because they're, they're, they're adding. It feels like an hour there's episode. There's a lot of weird filler. Mm-hmm. They, they end up picking him up, and this is where there's a really good shot, Ben, you should talk yeah, about it. Yeah, so he's walking towards the noose, and he freezes when his head is in, I guess, in frame with the noose, mm-hmm. where it's like, would be inside the noose, and it was it was, it was was a really good shot. I was really happy with it. And, Even and though I didn't, I was really happy with the product I had no, <laughs> no part in making. Oh, it looked great. <laughs> it looked great. <laughs> and then at this point, the, the town mob is like shouting and screaming, they're like, yeah, like, they're like... You would yeah, think it's like a nuts. football game. And he keeps like yelling. He's like, "Stop Ooh. it!" That's okay. PlayStation is on. It's alive. Yeah. Um. He wants to participate in the podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> but like he he like stops the crowd from he keeps like how do I okay so the crowd is like shouting at him because yeah. they want to see him die but, but then he was just like stop and then he starts ranting. Yeah, we're gonna listen to a little bit of his rant. Well, give me some peace. I don't need any words, Reverend. No quotations and no out of the Bible. Come on, let's get it over with. Patience! I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. I'll choke and suffer and dance. Oh, you get your money's worth. Believe me. I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry. So then after his lovely rant that you guys just heard a part of, um, he goes up and everybody's going crazy and he's like, you want me to hang, don't you? And they're like, yeah. But um, after that, he goes up. Now they don't show you this. Obviously, this is the '60s. They're not going to show yeah, you a man hanging. Yeah, there's not a lot of on-screen violence. You hear it. You hear the. You hear the rope. You hear the rope, and you hear the the. You hear him drop, and you yeah. hear it swinging, and, and the whole audience. Rope. The whole audience goes silent. Yeah. They're like, yeah. <gasps> it's just silent. Dead. Yeah. Isn't that what they came to see, though? <laughs> well, I think that's. That's the point. They didn't. They didn't really estimate the gravity of watching a person die. Oh. I feel like that's not the first time that's happened, though. For their excitement, I think so. Well, yeah, they, they, they said like they said that. it wasn't the first gallows, and it's not going to be the last. That's kind of uh, public executions yeah, in weird. the '60s. Is way it was weird. weird, but I mean, it's also a really small town, though. Yeah. So they probably did that a lot. It looked like it was in the West, too, so that would Very strange it didn't go to a higher court, though. It could have. Like, I just don't think he... Like, that would be up to him. Yeah, I guess maybe they didn't want to show the chair. Like, there was no good way to... No, because the thing is, like, if it went to court originally, which it had to, um, the only person that can can go for an appeal would be him, and yeah. obviously he just wanted to die, so he's yeah. not going to appeal it. I guess it, it wasn't so. in that. Yeah. 
didn't know I was in I this episode. I took a long course. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Um, I also forgot to mention, though, I think it's really, really, really important. Um, the pastors pretty much thanks him for watching out for one of one of his people, was what I think he refers yeah. to, or one of his brothers or something like that. And the guy kind of just brushes him off about it, and then he... He starts questioning him, like, right before he's being hung, he starts to question him, like, well, did you kill him? Did you do it? And the guy's like, that's yeah. That's where the rant comes in. Yeah, that's where the rant comes that in. That we played before. Yes, and he goes, I did kill him. And the pastor goes, so he is guilty. And he turns to the, the crowd and he goes, this man is guilty. And he says to him uh, something along the lines of, like, I see you just want to be in the majority, too. says... Yeah, well, that's because no one's in the minority. Already, the minority yeah. died on the cross 2,000 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. What was How's that line supposed to mean? Was Jesus. Yeah. I know, but like... Uh, yeah, Christian values he... are dead. Maybe? Well, he, he's saying that there is... No one cares for the minority, and the minority was the one that mattered here, and he's pretty much almost comparing himself to like, Jesus. Or he's Probably. comparing the guy who killed the... He's comparing Jagger to a martyr, or like Jesus himself. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting food for thought. Wish it was delivered in a not terrible way. But after that, we get the big, uh, shocking reveal, which is... Do you know why it's dark? Do you know why there's night all around us? Do you know what the blackness is? It's the hate he felt. The hate you felt, the hate all of us feel, and there's too much of it. It's just too much. So yeah, it got darker out. Turns out more. their hatred controls the light. Yeah, <laughs> apparently the sun is connected to the morals of how much they hate America. <laughs> no, just the, the world. Yeah. No, no, no. They were saying that the dark was the darkness was spreading around the <laughs> yeah, world too. They like, like they, they started. Um, they made a Vietnam reference. Yes, yeah, it was like it northern was. Vietnam, part of Chicago, part of LA. They were just like naming different was, places around the world. It was oh. the Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. probably a, a low-income neighborhood in Chicago. Um, the North Korea, and then no northern Vietnam, northern Vietnam, and then uh, the avenue where JFK was murdered mm-hmm. was the oh, one in Texas they mentioned. So, any place of hatred is where the sun doesn't shine anymore. So, so this entire town is part yeah, of it. Let's hope that they don't have a strong agricultural uh, economy. <laughs> Question of the day, though. Like, if people have kids, since those kids weren't involved, does, like, the sun slowly come back as the generation dies out and the new generation comes <sighs> Maybe, up? Maybe, but I mean, like, children also learn from their parents, so yeah. they might learn that same hate. And You're putting continues. a lot of thought into an episode mm-hmm. that delivered none of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let us dream, okay? Yeah, well, speaking of dreaming, Rod, take us out. No, nothing to do with dreaming. <laughs> a sickness known as hate. Not a virus, not a microbe, not a germ. But a sickness nonetheless. Highly contagious. Deadly in its effects. Don't look for it in the twilight zone. Look for it in the mirror. Look for it before the light goes out altogether. Before we move into general thoughts and feelings, Corey, as our in-house wrestling uh, god slash encyclopedia... <laughs> what is your wrestling connection of the week for I Am the Night, Color Me Black? Last week we had a connection to the New Day, which I think was your best so far. Can you top it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so 
the thing about this whole episode is feeding off hate. And there was a guy named Sean O'Hare in like 2003, 2004. His gimmick was he would like try to convince people to do these horrible things, and that would like make him stronger. Like he had these like videos like cheat on your wife. She won't know. It's okay. Just do it. <laughs> Oh. And so he feeds off the hate, just like this episode. Wow! Both Sean O'Hare and this episode are terrible. So yes, he is the <laughs> darkness. He, he is the darkness. <laughs> I am the night. Color me Sean O'Hare. Color me Sean O'Hare. Go ahead, do it. You have sexual needs, desires. You want to. You need to do it for you. When was? the last time you did something for you. We all know it's just a physical thing. It's not like you're gonna leave your wife. Look at it this way. It'll make your relationship stronger in the end. What she doesn't know, won't hurt her. You'll appreciate your wife more. If you play your cards right, you might even learn a few things. And believe me, your wife will thank you later. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Alright, so what did we think of this episode? We've uh, put our little comments uh, throughout the plot, but now it's our time to really, really drag it through the mud or raise Woo! it to a new level. So Let's drag it through the mud. Ben, you, ben you, should, you should start, because uh, what you were saying... You have a lot of angry you. words for this yes, one. Yes, you do. Dear Lord, this is probably the worst episode we've seen so far, uh, in my opinion, money. right before <laughs> mute. Uh, I guess we're just talking about plot to start. This was the slowest plot I've ever seen in my life. Like, worse than the horror episode. Yes, I would have much rather watched Horace Ford twice in a row than watch this. Like, this... I've never cared so little about a procedural drama, which this essentially was, without any of the fun. This is about as much fun as watching a hanging in real life when you know the guy who gets hung is innocent. Like, this is... This is, this is real fun. It's like watching paint dry! Maybe, <laughs> I would rather watch it. Like, honestly, season five has its moments and has its really bad moments, and this is one of them. This is one of the really bad moments. I thought the plot was boring. I thought they they really snubbed a, what could have been an amazing script and an amazing premise. And I think Rod Serling let his, his one really big flaw out one more time, and it was way too preachy. He tried for another Monsters or Doom on Maple Street. He tried for another The Shelter, and he missed. He missed really hard. I mean, yeah, even in season four, they had an episode like this that was way better. Like, it's just, it's so preachy. It's so pretentious. It's poorly acted, poorly casted. I mean, can we just talk about casting for a second? Why wouldn't you have Jagger be a, a black actor? That would make it such a more interesting story. Because then you could pull on the thing that he was being attacked because of his, because of because of his yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, true. And then the town's the town's anger and racism would feel more weird. Yeah, because like well, yeah. Jagger is clearly white. I don't think it's realistic. The town would have had that much interest in. And it would make sense why the sheriff wouldn't have examined the body either. Yeah, and yeah, true. Every he talks about how everybody hated the guy that he killed because he was just kind of a piece of piece of turd. So, if he was white, wouldn't they be kind of happy he did it if he was really causing that much trouble? Like, if he really wanted to, if he really wanted to kind of, like, put the town's racism under a microscope like that, you should have had them be angry in the face of essentially one of their problems being solved because the guy who did it was black. True. That would have made a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I'm glad they used a black actor as the Reverend. I think that's a really interesting twist, but I think you really missed out on what could have saved the episode from what it what happened. I think, yeah, and I think moving on with that, with the preachiness of it, like, it wasn't, because, like, some movies are really preachy just because they're trying to convey an idea, but the point, like, I think if you're going to have an episode that's primarily based with religion, which I'm not saying is a great, good thing or a bad thing, just because I'm not starting that argument, um, I think you have to be careful because you don't want to be too pretentious with it or, like, too in your face about it, and I felt like this episode got way into your face about it, like... I mean, the movie The Mist, they have some elements where people are like, oh, this is God, you know, but they don't shove it in your face as much as they do with this episode, trying to make, like, the general audience scared, but it it didn't come off like that. It just came off as, like, a stop pushing this in our faces. Yeah. Like, it just, and it, like, really climaxed for me when it was like, oh, you're all sinners, and then it got darker. It was like, eh, like, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Get Out earlier. That's a film that handles racism very well through subtleties and through really interesting twists on, you know, the classical idea of what racism is. Uh, You know, it's not the greatest film, but it's definitely worth a watch. But, I mean... It's not preachy at all, though. With this movie, or this television show, rather, like, I don't know, it... I mean, it begs the moral question, is what he did right? Clearly, clearly, if this was a black character, Jagger was played by a black actor and was a black character, the question would go a little... I mean, it wouldn't go deeper, cause, but the, the main question would be, well, was he is he getting killed by this town because he fought for his life, or... Because he killed a guy. Or, or was it just a revenge thing because he felt unsafe? I mean, you know. But with the white, with Jagger being white... I mean, it's not okay to kill people, even if they're, you know, terrible people. If they're not threatening you, then, you know, two wrongs don't make a right here. If you want to get in his face about it and call him out on it, and, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't see any issue with that, but you can't you can't just kill people. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like this episode has so much potential, but it was just kind of, like, not done well. I think it was hinted at a couple times that... that Jagger killing the guy might have been in self-defense, but they didn't yeah. make it nearly clear enough no. for yeah. that to They're be They're just like, it might have been, but we don't really care. So, like, I, at this point, you you might as well hang the guy, because he did kill the guy. I would have rather them been overtly obvious that it was self-defense than it being very... But then you wouldn't have the hanging, because it was in self-defense. Yeah. I think it would have been better if he wouldn't have been all like, yeah, kill me, like, if it would have been more like Yeah, that didn't make sense Yeah, but also, Jagger was just kind of like, when the preacher was talking to him about, like, how it felt, Jagger was like, no, I just wanted to kill the guy, just kill me already. It It was just so, it defeated the whole purpose. It was weird. Also, at the end, the preacher was talking about how Christian values disappeared, like... I I mean, Rod was was trying to say that, oh, violence is making the world dark, but he was like, Jesus died, and then it really started, so is is Christianity what saves everybody? Because, you know, a lot of the chapters of the KKK are heavily affiliated with Christianity, so, I mean, Rod, I'm sorry to say this, but you played yourself. I think, uh, kind of moving off of that, I think the acting was really bad. Really? I thought that was the decent part of the episode. I thought it was okay. I thought the deputy was really annoying, and I didn't like how he delivered his lines. Like, I don't know. I hated him. Like, it just didn't, it just seemed like, like, they're like, they they cast him, and they're like, we just need you to be, like, the most despicable person, but, like, annoying despicable, not like you're actually a bad guy. Like, he was just, 
Like, I don't know, he was just really annoying and not like the, like, man, I should hate you. It was just like, man, you need to stop delivering your lines. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the wife was terrible she as well. She was bad. And I love more actress. The sheriff wasn't likable. Like, there was nothing likable about him, and I think he, he was, was barely in the episode. He was yeah. very bland. He was just like, well, maybe we do deserve this. He was this like is... a bowl of rice pudding. Honestly, <laughs> this felt rushed. Like, this felt Don't like insult they... rice pudding like that. <laughs> Gross. This felt like they Rod wanted to just finish the show and stop making it, so he really rushed these last few episodes. Because this is in the last six episodes of the series, maybe ten. I think they were just trying to finish it up as fast as possible. Which yeah. like really stinks because I feel like it would it would have been a good idea if they yeah, executed it well if, enough. If, if you put ooh if... pun not intended. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, moving on to a technical aspect, I found that also to be kind of bad uh, from a cinematography standpoint it was fine nothing notable a few good shots here and there from a music standpoint absolutely terrible they reused a lot of really poor sound effects that were just you know used during the commercial breaks and they just put it in there it, it sounded cartoonish I do think the sound of him being hung or hanged excuse me that's the, the right way to say it him being hanged was good though like it sounded real sounded like rubber. Yeah, it didn't sound... Well, it sounded it so sound, cartoony. That's what it sounded... Like, the, the trap door opening and the oh, yeah. thing snapping. Like, that's... And, it, and it they... But then, like, the so swinging. Cartoony. I felt like... Well, they didn't, they didn't break his neck, so you didn't hear the snap. Yeah. He just uh, suffocated to death. Yeah, but I feel like you could have heard something. Yeah, I mean, gargling or... I, I don't know. I mean, because... He, was, he mean, wasn't even, like, flailing or anything, and you think that, like, you would do that. You would like, do subcon- that. But, like, he wasn't even flailing or anything, because you saw I, him I swinging. Think that, yeah, I think they also had to make it, like... PG. Well, they have they I show t- hangings later. Owl Creek. Oh, he- yeah. Yeah, that's true. Why yeah. did they show this one? It's I don't. I think they were lazy. I think they were running that's out of time. That's true. Just all went- over this episode that's is true. poor. Do we have any final thoughts before we move on? I mean, I, we touched also on and- the also on the technical aspect. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. But the 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 Twilight Zone sweat was just there. Yeah, God. Like, so what was bad. the point of it? I was every, so confused. Every main character had had. Their I think face there were just a lot of the townspeople were drenched in oil too. Like, they I just took like a whole that. bucket of like canola oil and just like threw it over the entire crowd. It was gross. It was, it was bad. And, they yeah, were just a bunch of greasy boys. Okay, so in like desert episodes, like mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. It still looks bad, but it's what they had to do for the time. They were. The sun's not out. It's dark. How is it hot? How how are you that sweaty? Are you that stressed about doing your job? Maybe quit then. And if it's... It's, It was just gross. And if someone would argue that it was filmed like a western town in like the desert, the desert gets cold. Like at night, it gets really cold. There are deserts that are like tundras. Mm -hmm. No, even like hot deserts, they get get cold. really cold. Like Arizona gets really cold in the... Oof, I'm letting this episode get to me. I'm heated. <laughs> <laughs> now you're sweating canola oil. Yeah, I'm sweating. I'm just... Maybe it's I'm wearing a man bun right now. That's not really. Cool. It's, a, it's yeah. a little unicorn ponytail. It's just... This was I just such a frustratingly one. poor episode, and I just... I didn't like anything about it. We have to do our oof moment. The oof moment was me having to watch this more than once. <laughs> no, the, the oof moment of this episode was this episode. <laughs> yeah, everything. honestly. Oof. Does anybody have any final thoughts before we move on? I never want to see this episode again. Oh, man. Well, we don't have to. Good. <laughs> Such a little oh, weird accent on there. If this becomes a lost episode, can we just agree to make Keep it, it the lost, lost one we ever do? <laughs> oh, it's not going to be lost. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to <gasps> Bios and Trivia. Thank you for Corey for filling in last week. I got you. And, uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate so it. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode. Or a high five because I don't have a dollar. Yeah. All right. This episode was written by yeah. Rod Serling. Uh, if you don't know who that is, tough luck. Serling. Not Sterling. Serling. Serling. I literally <laughs> thought it was Sterling. So it was you, dude. Directed by Abner Bieberman. This is first of four Twilight Zone episodes we will watch from him, but he was the director of our Lost episode, so we previously saw him in Horace Ford, and we'll see him again when we revisit it down the road. So he's 0 for 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's 0 for 2 so far, but he does one of probably the scariest episode in the series, so we have that to look uh, forward to. Which the that? Dummy. Which is about a, vo- a little talking uh, ventriloquist doll that comes yeah, to life. That was just really I don't like ventriloquist dolls that give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have a there's, great time. Uh, there's, there's about three or four episodes like that. Uh, I'm ready for One is really movie. funny. It's called Caesar's Meats. It's a little doll that convinces him to rob a bank. Oh, I thought it was that episode. <laughs> no, it's, it's I was like, that episode. No, mean. that one. It's about him trying to kill the guy, his puppeteer, and like oh, take God. over his life. Spooky. No. Okay, all right. So Abner. Abner Bieberman did a lot of television shows, nothing really major. The uh, Virginian was one that he did, he directed a few episodes of. Michael Constantine as Koch Coach. He is alive currently. He's from Reading, PA. Hey, we live hey. near there. We do. I live near there. You do. You live very near there. I live 45 minutes from Reading. <laughs> he played the character of Gus in My Big Fat Greek Wedding 1 and 2. Is that the dad? Yeah, I think so. I thought he looked Greek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, no, that man looked Greek. And he, I don't know if I he said had the before, eyebrows. but he is still alive. Paul, Fi- Paul Fix as... We just had the, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 a few years ago. <laughs> Paul Fix as Good the movie. newspaper Watch editor. It. He has passed away. He was in a TV show called The Rifleman and to Kill a Mockingbird as Judge Taylor. Kill a Mockingbird. He was in Boyd. <laughs> yeah, Boyd. Look at little Boyd, Boyd, Boyd over there. George Lindsay as the deputy. He has passed away. He was Goober in the Andy Griffith show and spinoffs. Hey. Oh, I like that show. Me too. He oh, was a lot of... A lot of Famous actors yeah. that just didn't do Trant, good yeah. jobs. Well, there's a ton of famous actors that did as well, you know? He was the vulture in Robin Hood, the Disney one. And he was also Lafayette in The Aristocrats. <gasps> I Wait, love that movie! Which... Oh, that was, my, that was my go-to Disney Aren't there movie. several vultures in Robin Hood? Yeah, he was one of them. I didn't bother to the write them. I've never actually seen that film, so I didn't know there was one of them. Am I thinking of another movie? Ivan Dixon as the Reverend. He has also passed away. This is the first of two Twilight Zone appearances he will be making. He's also in an episode called The Big Tall Wish, and he's a main character in that, which is great because I, I really like seeing black main characters in a show in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. He was Kim Chol in Hogan's Heroes and Asagi, uh, I hope I pronounced that right, in Raisin in the Sun, which is a fantastic film. That's a really good book. Yep. Eve McEv- McEvin? McEvin? As Koch's wife. <laughs> I don't know how to say her name. She's also passed away. She was Mildred in High Noon, which is a famous cowboy film. This is one of two Twilight Zone appearances. The only one we'll actually really 
see her in because in the second one she's an uncredited nurse and kicked the can so she has like a maybe 30 minute seconds of screen time Oof. so this is really the extent of what she'll be in and finally Terry Becker as Jagger he has also passed away and he was not in anything of note so moving on to trivia from IMDB nothing I could not find a single thing on IMDB I have trivia for this episode yes because I did research Ooh. Um, this the one scene uh, where you see the clock tower mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Um, it shows seven thirty, but the clock tolls as if it were seven o'clock because of the number of chimes. Hey, they Ooh. screwed up. It should just be one chime. From Mark Scott Zickery's The Twilight Zone Companion Volume Two, he also wrote nothing. He hated this episode just like we did. <laughs> Mood. He yeah. actually wrote nothing about it. He wrote a paragraph about it. <laughs> retelling the plot and then saying it's terrible. <laughs> from Martin Graham's Jr. Unlocking the Door to a Television Classic, this was originally a piece from the 1950s Rod wrote based on the Emmett Till murder. Are you guys familiar oh, with that case? yes, oh, wow. I am familiar with that. He published it and sent it to a, went to make it a TV show and then the censors told him, no, that's too racy, you can't do that. So he had to rewrite it into this so this is loosely based That's off... That's so sad. I know. That maybe, is... maybe they didn't let him have a, a black main character. That might be it, too. The censors. Yeah, well... Because that was still a big thing at the time. I mean, it's just really sad to see a story like that get yeah. turned into this. Uh, the original plot of what he was going to have was that there would be a, um, a Mexican immigrant who was accused of a murder he didn't commit, and it would be the episode of him trying to prove he's innocent with him ending with him getting hung for something he didn't do, which mirrors pretty much the uh, Emmett Till uh, inf- a case or murder. Yeah, this that would have been so much better than this episode. Yeah, I won't go into detail since this is a family-friendly podcast, but it is... Look it up sometime. It's, a, it's, it's pretty... Very sad. It, it wasn't that long ago in America that stuff happened. Uh, Woo! While filming this, they never left the studio. This is shot all on site on studio. Uh, Serling once said in a, uh, someone wrote a paper about Rod Serling for their high school class and just sent him a letter saying, can you tell me how you got so famous? And he wrote back, and one of the quotes he had, which I absolutely love, is he said, I hate three things uh, in life. Late night commercials, McCarthyism, and the KKK. And that, <laughs> that pretty much... Uh, yeah, you too, buddy. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy. Uh, this episode was originally supposed to be an episode called uh, Many, Many Monkeys about a woman who goes to the hospital because she has skin that grows over her eyes and it starts spreading and they realize they connect it to the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil thing because they can't see no evil anymore. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so they did that in the 80s Twilight Zone. It got canned in the 50s because they thought it was going to be too graphic and too hard to convey. That sounds spooky. Yep. <laughs> So that's about all I have on trivia for this episode. On Wikipedia, I did see somebody write that Rod wrote this episode as a direct response to the assassination of JFK, but I think that's phony baloney. Because uh, they mentioned it for like three seconds at yeah, the very end. Yeah, I just don't think, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure Rod cared deeply about it. Everybody did at the time. I just don't think that was enough to write an episode like this about. I think this was more about the Emmett Till mm-hmm. murder earlier in the uh, 
earlier in the United States. Can I, uh, can I make a cane connection to something you said? Yes, cane connection. You most certainly cane. Talking about the See No Evil Monkey thing? It, oh, yeah. Kane's horror movie called See No Evil. Yep, 2004. What was it? December 16th, Kane. May 19th. May 19th. <laughs> they had a story where he would just talk about his movie oh. release. It's not a good movie. Somebody would say May 19th and he would like freak out yeah. and everyone was like, what does it mean? Hey, my movie comes out May 19th. <laughs> Have you seen Cino Evil? It's a really good plug. No. I did. Can we it's, watch it? It's a fun slasher movie. We, we should came. we should review it for the Rod Squad. Yeah, we should. Bonus episode. Oh. Kane just keeps coming back. Alright, so what did this rip off or what ripped this off? Oh, I had two and now I'm blanking. I have the one but not the other. Uh, I just, I mean, nothing I've seen recently is so uncreative and bad as this, so I don't think much rips it off. Oh, no hair. Have you seen WWE's creative decisions in the early 2000s? Yes. Oh, we talk about them every week. How can I not? <laughs> have you seen them today? That's the second one. <laughs> I mean, you can talk about the first one and see if it pops back in okay. your head. Well, the first one I thought of um, was the movie The Mist. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. well, let me explain right, before yeah, you get all critical. Where's your all examples? Right, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bake me some cookies while you're at it? I, can, I can't bake. I can cook, but I cannot bake. It's really I bad. can bake. Ah, this is great. This is why we're living together. Yep. <laughs> this no. explains it. Anyway. <laughs> Was that a joke because we're women? <laughs> what did he no. say? No. I don't know what you said. <laughs> I'm just saying you make great cookies. It's the it's the hand thing, the meme. Oh oh, oh. oh I was very confused. I was like It's definitely because you're women. Right, <laughs> That's what I thought. Please continue with your incorrect analysis of the mist. Well he talks about mist in the episode. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm gonna splice that out for real. Continue. Um, so, I think this is very similar, or well, the movie The Mist sort of rips this off with the fact of being, like, instead of it being darkness, it's mist that contains these evil monsters. Spooky. Um, (laughs) and one of the main characters is convinced it's God coming down to, um, kind of rectify everybody's sins and it, I feel mm. like this that kind of does tie in with what the preacher was saying yeah it kind of ties yeah. into what the preacher is and now she's seen as a heretic and like psychotic in the mist mm-hmm. where in this he's kind of seen more of like a oh that makes sense it's so it's a little grace. different but I think that slightly r- ripped off this episode all I can think of is that this ripped off earlier Twilight Zone episodes for instance the monsters are doing <sighs> Maple Street so the good. shelter um, any episode where basically a character's like, hey, things aren't as bad as, you know, let's not make a big deal out of this, and then they make a big deal out of it, and relationships are destroyed. That's pretty much it for me. I don't really have anything else. I don't I don't remember anything that I've seen that, I don't know. like, it's just not... This, this episode good. is out of sight, out of mind right now. This I just am not... Nope. <laughs> I mean, implying that something ripped off this episode is also implying that this rep- episode is worth ripping off of. I'm just like I'm just Ooh. thinking of stuff where like Oof. the sun goes out or they block the sun. I got one the solar but eclipse. I yeah. got one. This rips off the solar eclipse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the year. solar eclipse rips this off. <laughs> um, you got it. <laughs> have any of you fine fellows seen the movie The Road? Yeah. Maybe you have not. I, Which one was The Road? I think I have. We talked you, about yeah, it. Yeah, you least. said you said we hadn't seen it. The uh, Road is about. 
It's uh, it's actually the inspiration for the Fallout games, Corey Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, haven't seen it. I know the book. Yeah, it's my one English movie. teacher's favorite book. It's so good. I have to read it. It's on my reading list. I have it. Can I you borrow it? You need to read it. Yeah, go, I'll go home and look for it. Is the movie good? It's so good, Dad. We need to watch it. Just go with Dad. Whoops. Corey's dad. Anyway, unlike unlike this this movie. Or unlike the twi- or the movie, unlike the Twilight Zone, is actually really good. But the whole point of it, it's kind of what I guess this mo- this episode alludes to is kind of the after effects. The sun kind of, I think the point is that the sun drifts far away that it's no longer like really visible. So like the world just kind of gets like dark. Hey, there's another Twilight Zone about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there is the midnight sun. The sun, yeah. Uh, they uh, well, instead of that, the whole plot of that is they fall out of orbit and they move closer to the sun. So it's the reverse. It's and pretty, it's just it's just it's about really good. Well well this is where it unrelates to the Twilight Zone. It's about this guy and he's trying to survive with his son. And it's really good. There's a piano piece in it that I can play. Very good. Woo. We need to watch it. Mm-hmm. I just need to stop making that um, sound. What? <laughs> Woo. 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 Oh we're fun with that. <laughs> that was the third time I said it during this episode, Woo. so have fun. <laughs> Uh, anything from Corey or Tabs or Connor? No. No. I have literally nothing for this episode. Yeah, I'm I'm still drawing blanks. I just don't think that anything I mean I'm imagining some like cartoon plot where like the villain wants to block out the sun. Like a despicable racism. And I think I think it's not fair to any movie that tackles racism with any real thought or intellect to even yeah. compare it yeah. to something oh, yeah, as dry that. and dry and thoughtless as this. Uh, let's move into ratings. So IMDb gives this episode a seven point six, meaning is in the middle, <laughs> really? smack dab in the middle, a little low on the little bit on the lower side, but and it has a higher. That's a passing grade. It has a higher rating than a passage for Trump. Are you serious? Wow. Are you serious? Uh huh. And has a higher rating than Come Wander With Me and the majority of the episodes we watched so far. So it's pretty much smacked out, smacked out in the middle, a little to the lower side. So I guess I'll go first. I gave this episode a 3 out of 10. Oh my god, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, thanks. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm often fairly stingy with my ratings on the lower spectrum. I'm not very uh, consistent about giving up very low ratings. Um... I think because of the cinematography and um, some of the acting from the main characters and just, you know, some of the funny moments, intentional or not, uh, this does get some points for me, but it, it wasn't far from a two, and uh, it, it was leaps and bounds away from a four. So I'm giving it a very low three, and it's lucky it's not a two. Uh, Tabitha, since you already mentioned your score, why don't you go next? I said three because it was really boring. And I, like, almost fell asleep during this episode, but I made myself stay awake for it. That was it. It was just really boring, and I hated it. All right, let's go to Ashley next. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I was originally going to give it a 3, but then that's only one, like... It just... There's nothing... Like, I can't think of any argument to say, like, oh, but this made it better, except one cine... Like, cinem... Like, one shot. Cinematic one. Yeah, yeah. one cinematic shot. And the preacher's character, like that's all I liked. And even with the preacher's character, it was a little like, because eh, it got a little, it got a little preachy. <laughs> like I like the journalist. Yeah, the journalist. But then they ruined his character too for me because he yeah. was just trying to 
He was trying to break the story. Yeah. I'll give it that solid four. Well, I have four. You're the highest. Uh... I mean, I can see where it was trying to go, but it got preachy and, like, it didn't move. But <laughs> it was weird because I was almost a little, like, amused during the episode. It was, it had unintentional funny moments, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it was just, like... Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Alright, Corey? I'm gonna give it a two. I, it was really boring. Now, I I was dying while we were watching it, so yeah. it was hard to follow, but, like... Corey had food poisoning from the galley. Um, oh, boy. Was but, it the chick, was it the chicken tendies? It was, no, it was, it was the soup. Pizza. It, was, it was the soup. It was the soup. Oh, no. What soup? Some sort of chowder and crab soup. That's my favorite, and now it's ruined. I had it though, but I got it from Lucky Dog. I got it from uh, the anchor. The anchor. Where they mm-hmm. are responsible. Yeah, well, so at I the anchor sorry, they change it because it's right near yeah, where all the employees are. At the galley, it's so far away. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that that could have been sitting there like since noon or something. Corey, it you know? was. Corey made noises that no animal should ever make. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get graphic? <laughs> I had four peaking sessions in like an hour. <laughs> I literally thought I was gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I I heard you. I thought you were dying. Yeah, I was I was out because I had to stay up till five thirty. But it was rough. I was really afraid. <laughs> you say that so casually. Five thirty a.m. Yeah. It's finals. Oh, that ain't nothing final about that project. <laughs> it's over now. The only the only final thing is we finished it thirty minutes before it was due. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump to the preview of next week. Next week, as a wait, did Corey give it a rating? Yeah, two. Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry, buddy. Next week, friend. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, I was too focused on vomiting and getting poisoning. All right, let's move on to uh, the preview of next week. Next week, we are ending the semester with a heavy hitter with our second special guest, Abby Risinger. She is a local stand-up comedian, student, and friend of the show, and friend in real life. So we'll be watching the first of our heavy hitters, Five Characters in Search of an Exit. This is an episode that is ranked amongst the best of the Twilight Zone. It is constantly recommended for people, and it's got a twist that will leave you yamana hamana 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 for hours. (laughs) Same, though. So, has anyone seen the episode except for me? I have not. Corey? I haven't seen any episodes in Yamana hamana hamana hamana. <laughs> Tabs, you're losing it. I'm sorry, I'm getting amused by the weirdest thing. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here here we go. Uh, after this, you'll tell me the twist. Uh, at Connor, right? Isn't Connor the. Yes. Uh, Connor's yeah, the winner Connor from last week. Tabitha had to give up her uh, title because she wasn't here. <laughs> no, wasn't well, sure. I got it right on the nose anyway. Yeah. I mean, my guess oh. was really bad. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember what it was. It was something about the sun. Not better than the frog likes gravy. (laughs) (laughs) This is my week, boys. This is my week. (laughs) All right, here we go. Clown, hobo, ballet dancer, bagpiper, and an army major. That's That's six. That's six characters. That's five. (laughs) (laughs) A collection. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. What's 9 plus 10? 21. You stupid. A collection of question marks. Five improbable entities stuck together in a pit of darkness. No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. In a moment, we'll only explain it. Because this is 
The Twilight Zone. I have an idea. So go first. Okay, because the episode's called uh, Five Characters in Search of an Exit, it's right? It's based off of, uh, I think it's a mix of, the title's a mix of Five Characters in Search of a Play, which is a play, and uh, another play called No Exit. That's a really good book, too, but it has nothing I to think do it with the book. It has nothing to do oh. with the play. It's a modern, contemporary book. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to be trapped in a, in a dark room area, and this whole time they're obviously looking for a way to get out and the plot twist being that um when they find an exit you fi- figure out that the entire thing was just um all, like a tv set or something like that like they're getting off no. of and it's it was all just a like a play of a reality like, show yeah like something like that and and they are realizing it was all just like for entertainment purposes okay i'll keep that in mind who wants to go next I was gonna say they were gonna be either trapped in a cave or like lost in the forest and they're trying to find a way out. Okay. Or a maze. <laughs> I think they're all dead the whole time. Ooh, limbo. <laughs> Corey, last but not least. Can you list those five? Uh, Hobo, like... clown, ballet dancer, bagpiper, and an army major. Jim Duggan, Doink, uh, Roddy Piper, Sergeant Slaughter, and. <laughs> Do we need a hobo? No, the hobo was Jim Duggan. Ballet <laughs> no, dancer. Alundra Blaze. Roman Reigns. Alexa. Roman Reigns is not a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what are they doing again? Uh, it's Survivor wait, Series. They're wait, on, they're not on Roman a five man team. It's five on five. We're, on talking about, tag. we're talking about dancers, right? No, <laughs> it's a ballet dancer. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Yeah. Not. not <laughs> yeah. Somebody better call my mama. <laughs> well, Carmella would have worked. Or not Carmella, uh, Naomi no. worked. Alexa Bliss, she wore like a tutu when she was yeah. in NXT. Yeah. There we go. Okay, wow. so, we're so we're watching a mix of Survivor Series 1991 like and so, yeah. 2017. That's going to be here a long time. Well, I'm pl- proud to say that you're all completely wrong. Wow. Heck oh, yeah. Where it's Nobody won. Sad. Ashley's the closest, are though. You sure, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm positive you still not won. Probably uh, it was mustard, I think. Okay, so it was mustard. <laughs> deciding question of the week was tough, and uh, truth be told, I forgot to do it at the library earlier, so we're doing it on the fly now. Wow. Uh, what is the weirdest kind of bump in the night you've ever heard? Slash, what is just like kind of a weird story you've had with darkness? I have one. I okay. do. I have a funny one. So scary one should go first. I have a creepy one. Mine's a me. It's 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 creepy, and then it's funny. Okay, so when I was very, very little, uh, my aunt, which Ben, I think you're the only one that's been up there, uh, I was up at my aunt's house, and she lives in the middle of nowhere. Dover. Dover, York County. It's a little nowhere, just like forest everywhere. And I was probably six at the time, and we're all, it's me, my aunt, and my uncle, and we're all sitting in the hot tub just having fun, because they didn't have a pool yet at this point, so six-year-old me was like, this is a pool! <laughs> and it's nighttime, it's really dark, and all of a sudden we hear this really loud, like, noise, and it didn't sound like a scream, but it sounded like a scream, like, I can still hear it in my brain, but, like, I can't, it's really, really, really difficult to explain. It scared me. Six-year-old me was like, it's a monster, we're gonna die, like, oh no. So I'm freaking out, and my aunt and my uncle have no idea what it is. So they're trying not to freak out because they don't want to freak out six-year-old me. 
because you know you see an adult cry then you situations yeah. like yeah. it's like it's the apocalypse but <laughs> so my aunt my aunt takes me inside my uncle just to make sure it's not like someone messing around or like it's something really bad he goes out with you know, they have like guns so he's a shotgun He's walking around and he's hearing this noise. Now, this part of the story I heard much later in life when I was older, because at the time, my aunt just was like, oh, it was the hot tub. The hot tub was leaking. That's what I was told up until, like, three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) This gets funny. This sounds really creepy. So he's walking around with a flashlight, and he has no idea what he's going to face, but he's, like, really scared. Suddenly, he realizes what it was. It was two foxes mating. Nice. So that's what the fox says. There was one time, I was like four or five at the time, and um, I was like the middle of the night, and I got up to go to the bathroom, and I am definitely afraid of the dark. I actually am still afraid of the dark. Um, Join the club, kiddo. (laughs) I'm fine if there's other people, but if I'm alone, it's Oh, yeah, I sleep with the light on in my house. Yeah, I do too. Um, Actually, no, my dog's there, so it's fine. Um... Your so I like doesn't stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got up to go to the bathroom, and then you know the thing that you do when you're really little, when you turn off the lights and then run yeah, away as fast as possible. So I did Stay that, but I left my bedroom door open because I wanted to get to my bed as soon as possible. So I'm laying there, and a, like the bathroom light turns on again, and I just kind of thought like one of my siblings got up to go to the bathroom or something. Um... And then, like, I kind of turn, I roll over a little bit, and this vivid picture in my head, like, I still see it all the time, is there is a shadow creeping across the floor of a man in a top hat. Fun fact, a couple weeks ago, I found out that, um, I was on James Cleary's, uh, podcast, and we were talking about, like, paranormal stuff. Yeah. And, uh, apparently that's something that a lot of people see is, like, a man in a top hat. So. The Babadook. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's anyway, so that's, uh, yeah, and I'm still afraid of the dark. <laughs> Do you guys know about the concept of eye boogers? <laughs> no, but I'm this, intrigued. This is an avant-garde, afraid of the dark moment. So, <laughs> so eye boogers are when your eyes crust over, because there's a lot of bacteria. Yeah. There's a lot of bacteria on you, obviously, but your eyes kind of... Oh, that's what that is. You, it secretes stuff. Because there's one I want you to tell. It, it secretes stuff, so I woke up one time. With my eyes completely kind of crusty with eye boogers, and I went, I'm blind! <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see. I ran into like a wall. I was so scared. I was like, Mom, I'm blind! How old were you? Like 10. <laughs> I, was really I thought you were going to say like 15. That would have made it so much better. No, no. What's the other story? You, you and M? That story? Oh, God. Because <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite. So, late. I, I Okay, so I hate. I, my old room was set up where I was. I was the first room you'd get to if you went upstairs, and I, I wasn't facing the stairs, so I could never see what was coming up. Anyway, I just hear some weird crap in the back of the woods, and then I hear some weird crap in my sibling's room, which is kind of like further down the hall, and and I'm like, Em, are you alright? And I don't hear anything. I was like, Em, are you okay? And then something starts running at my door. So I pick up a chair to, like, hit it, and it's M running in my room, and we both start screaming at each other. Why were they running to your room? I don't know. I think they got scared. They got, they got scared of what was in the woods, which was probably just a fox or something. 
why they didn't answer me is still their name, but they almost got thwacked with the might of my wooden chair. So, oh my god, I love them so much. So we both ended up sleeping on my mother's floor that night, my my Aww. parents' floor, because we were just too spooked to deal with it. So I'm like, I've never been afraid of the dark. It's just, I'm well, aren't you lucky? And so I can't really think of anything. So. When you mentioned, like, dark and, like, I just thought of the lights being out, and I just remember whenever the power would go out when I was in elementary school, everyone would just start screaming. <laughs> I can imagine, like, cute little middle school Connor screaming. Uh, my one friend was so afraid of the dark, once the power went out, and she beat herself. That's so good. We, we had kid the lights went out one time, and all of a sudden you just Boom. And we looked up, the lights came back on because the generator came back on. And you just see he threw his binder across the room. Like his reaction was just whoosh. That's iconic, I love it. And the thing is we that we had we had the big we had the big like wall to wall windows in pretty much every classroom, so there really wasn't it really wasn't even dark, but we would just yell and be rowdy because the lights went out. Did you, did you guys have lockdown drills at all? Oh yeah, that was a... Oh yeah. We so did one in third grade, and I was like, it doesn't make sense for me to put my head down, because just put my head down, because if, if there's someone in there, they're going to see me. So I crawled under my desk, and people are like, what are you doing? Uh, so... <laughs> So, we had a, when I was in high school in my robotics class, we were a bunch of goofy kids, so we had a lockdown drill during that, we got on the table and just blasted Take On Me by a hot over and over again. Oh, we, we got yelled at. Alright, Corey, we, 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 can I tell a quick lights out story? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the guy I told you about who sprayed himself with pepper spray? Oh, so, we were in, Shout out to you if you're listening. We were, probably not. We were in eighth grade, and this guy got ball tapped a lot in, <laughs> back in uh, middle school. And so... I wonder why. The lights go out. You hear... Oh! <laughs> the lights come on, and he's down clutches. He's packing. He's clutching. I was like, oh, bubs. Oh, bubs. Oh, bubs. Oh, like bubbles, we call him bubbles. Like all bubbles. Why did you call him bubbles? Because he looks like bubbles from that one football movie. It was, it was a football nickname. I don't know. <laughs> okay. uh, right, so what's your other story? What was I gonna tell? Um, okay, this isn't supernatural, but uh, pa- uh, Papa doesn't do bugs. Okay, like at all. So <laughs> Papa don't. I'm do in bugs. the shower. I am. Naked and afraid because I see a bee at the window. Dude. I was literally about to go get Brooke, so I run out. I close the bee in the room. I bring a fly swatter. I give it to Brooke All as I pick naked, her up. Right? No, I gotta get dressed though. Like I pick her up, I hand her the fly swatter, and I get home and I make her go upstairs and kill the bee. <laughs> Wait, you left your house to go get her? No, I mean like, I was gonna get her anyway, but when I saw her, I hand her a fly swatter. Like, I need you to kill this bee. <laughs> She did. Shout out to you, bro. Did she listen? God bless her heart. Oh, yeah. Oh. Good for you, bro. Bless her heart. Yeah. Oh, my Killer bees. Tummy. You're the reason why pollinators are going extinct. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, as always, uh, this has been the Rod Squad. Uh, next time, we're recording, what, next Monday from today for five characters in Search of an Exit. Uh, so that'll be the next episode coming out. We have, I guess this will be part of our winter break Spectacular. We'll have this, five characters in search of an exit, 
and then a bonus episode with friend of the show James Cleary where we read some spooky stories, some creepy pasta. And then uh, we're back to your scheduled programming and while we finish out our second arc of episodes, which will just be episode 9 and 10, and then I'll get to do the fun thing of announcing the next five episodes we do during episode 10. So it should be a lot of fun. So thank you all for joining us. Have a great time and we'll see you next time.